This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah. All right. So an update on Kirk. Kirk is uh, dealing with an area, a power outage in his area, so his internet is probably not coming back anytime soon. So, Kirk, go hit some golf balls. Go do something. I don't know. Uh, go work out. I don't, I don't know what Kirk wants to do with his free uh, hour that he just bought himself. But uh, Kirk may or may not be rejoining us. We will see. Is he's he pulling a, a sleeve where he's not really – he has a power outage and he's uh, he's on vacation. Uh, you know, just just skip down the show. It's fine. Just leaving yeah, us here. Yeah, we'll see, I, see what tweet, tweet out a picture of both of them at lunch or something. <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> Both of them wearing disguises. Well, it's first of all, it's it's only ten o'clock in the morning, nine fifty-seven in the morning. So Slee's probably gearing up for dinner right about now. That he's he's probably got his eye on a couple of different dinner spots that he wants to get into. So I don't know if Kirk will be able to to track him down for that. Hey, don't forget that coming up on Friday, uh, I'm going to be out at Hollywood Park Casino with Key. I'm actually this is, this is something. So everybody always asks these questions when you do. What I do for the, hey, what's this guy like? What's that guy like? Fact of the matter is, we don't really spend a lot of time with each other because we are have very different schedules. I'm going to do a show with Scott Kaplan on Friday. I have never done a show with Scott Kaplan in my entire life. Looking forward to doing that. So that's coming up on Friday, and then uh, Cap and, and Key and I are going to hang out on Friday night at uh, Hollywood Park Casino if you want to come out and say what's up. So that would be very cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, Slee, back on Monday. I, I'm... I don't know if I want to know what he's – because I have a feeling he's probably sitting in his hotel room or wherever he is right now saying, look, no, look, look, look. We'll, we'll, we'll go to the museum in a second. We'll go to the beach in a second. Just just, just hold on. What, what, I need you to take a look at these Wayne Ellington shooting stats. Dude, do, 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 I mean, this is a person that can make the three-point shot. Kendrick Nunn, I'm telling you, might be the best acquisition in the offseason across the board. No one is giving Kendrick Nunn the, the respect that he deserves. Al is all Lakers all the time. Can't wait to have him back. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Of course, we are celebrating Mamba Day 824, talking about both of Kobe Bryant's amazing careers, the career in a number eight jersey, the career in a number 24 jersey, and which of those two things uh, has been more impressive. 877-710-ESPN. Holy smoke. Kirk, did the power come back on? Did you did you bully the, uh, the the power company? Did you go and say, hey, I'm Kirk Morrison, turn my juice back on? How'd you uh, manage that? Yeah, definitely had to bully real quick, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's amazing how, how much is tied to your internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, once it goes down, like, everything goes down. And for me, I'm at an area which, you know what I mean? Like your phone is connected to it, your landline. It's actually kind of scary too. Because I'm like if a national like a, if a natural disaster like happens, uh-huh. Um I may You're have doomed? to go like SOS. You know what I mean? Oh. I may have to like burn some flag, like burn something and just send smoke screens <laughs> up in the air. Like, You're going to be I, out honestly... in the front yard breaking your furniture, <laughs> turning it into kindling to, to stay warm at night. Hey, um, I'm honey, serious, the, the, the Morrisons to... are burning their yeah. couch in the front yard again. <laughs> 
the the Morrisons have their food under the porch. They're, they're, no, they're, dude. They're, I, I need a drone. <laughs> I need something. So like this is all like things that I now that are going into my wish list. So if you want to help in getting a drone for me, that also works. Uh, but yeah, man. But crisis diverted. And Good. <laughs> Good. I can breathe a sigh of relief, but it was it, it, it's tough because you're trying to respond and do this, and you're on hold, and yeah, uh, everything oh, is back up and running. So I'm Call good to go. Customer service is always just a wonderful, wonderful experience. No one ever leaves a customer <laughs> service experience frustrated. That that never happens. All right, let's start with the Dodgers right here. Um, I'm going to read you a series of names, and you know, I was yeah. th- I was thinking about this, Kirk, because I, I was just going to kind of say, "Hey, do you think that this guy's pitched for the Dodgers this season or not?" And getting yes or no, but the fact of the matter is, these are all yeses because it's the the names on this list are extraordinary. Are you ready? Yes. This is who has pitched major league baseball games for the Dodgers this season. I'm going to go through them fast because there's a million of them. Shane Green, Kevin Quackenbush, Neftali Feliz, Andy Burns, Mike Kickham, Jeffrey Ramirez, Connor Green, Evan Phillips, Andre Jackson, Jimmy Scherfe, Jake Reed, Justin Brule, Darian Nunez, Josiah Gray, Nate Jones, Corey Knabel, Dennis Santana, Scott Alexander, Garrett Clevenger, Gratterall, Edwin Yuseta, Max Scherzer, Dustin May, Alex Vezia, Jimmy Nelson, Joe Kelly, Victor Gonzalez, Mitch White, Tony Gonsolin, Phil Pickford, Kenley Jansen, Blake Trinan, David Price, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Julio Urias, and Walker Bueller. Why'd you just do that, Travis? All of those guys have pitched for the Dodgers this year. All Why that's thirty-seven that? names. Uh, and Kirk, they're seventy-eight and forty-seven. You just wasted a great game. Seventy-eight and forty-seven with a Kirk. Two-thirds of those guys are guys that their own parents probably don't know that they pitch in the major leagues. That's what I'm saying, but you just wasted a great game for you and Slee, or if, if I'm here with you, um, Dodger or, or Los Angeles King, or you know what I mean? Like, like honestly, think about it. You named some names, and I could have swore he was a right winger for the Kings. Like, I'm just going to be real with you. You, know, is Kevin you threw Quack- out a couple names. I was like, what? Is Kevin Quackenbush the backup goalie, or is he a relief I'm, pitcher? Come on now. Come on now, Travis. I'm just telling you. I'm glad you said it fast so some people may not retain most of those names. But think about it, though. Like, you know, I get I go to spring train every year. I stop by there this year a little bit just because I, I love baseball. Like, mm-hmm. I really do. Like, I really just – I like to see the young guys. And, and my brother, he's really all in when it comes to fantasy baseball and these keeper leagues. And he gives me a list of guys in the minors. Hey, watch this kid. He, he'll be up. And, and, and so you say, okay, but I don't know the names. But now – you just start throwing guys out there who aren't your everyday names, but that's how they become heroes quickly because they are put in situations that for them, they didn't expect to be there, but all of a sudden they're there. You know what I mean? I remember think about it when Walker Bueller first came up and I remember mm-hmm. I had this when he came up everybody was like, Oh my God, he's a, he's outstanding. Yeah. But I remember his first playoff outing, which yeah. actually, you know what? Um, he was just yeah. against the Braves and he was yeah, jacked Mike up. Owe me some money. Yeah. Mike yeah. Trudeau he was, was wild. Me a dinner for that. Yeah. It was a yeah. while ago, but he was in a he was a young pitcher in in a situation that he had never been in before, and you can tell that his heart was pounding out of his chest. Yep. And yet, I knew that he would, would be better for that because his next opportunity, he went down, start mowing them down. And you mentioned last year it could have been the MVP of the World Series last year the way mm-hmm. that he pitched. And so now, those types of players are getting the experience with this Dodgers team. They all come in, and I mentioned it before earlier in the show. They're not coming in to be Walker Bueller or Max Scherzer, right, or David Price 
or Clayton Kershaw, you're coming in to go get three outs yeah. or six outs or nine outs or to hit a pitch against this pitcher or, or this batter. When you come in and you know your role, like I've always said, I've always felt more comfortable on teams or places, wherever it may be, when you knew what your role was. Like, I knew what my role is. And so I'm going to give 110% to my role, make sure I'm always available to do what I can do in my role. And that's what, when you name all those pitchers, they've basically done their role. Yeah. They've had 37 (laughs) guys take the ball this season. 37. That's a lot of dudes. I mean, and, and, and there there is, just in the interest of full disclosure, there is one name in there that is an infielder that pitched one inning for the Dodgers. You know, everybody's got one of those games along the way. But Correct. It, this is not th- – these two things don't go together. This, this happens occasionally, right? You have a team that has a starting pitching problems and you have to lean on your bullpen and the whole thing starts to burn down and it doesn't work. I'm looking at you, San Diego Padres. What's going on with the Padres is exactly what happens when all of a sudden your starting pitchers get hurt you have to use relief pitchers in starting roles, or you have to use bullpen games on a regular basis. The whole chain comes apart because you can't it, it can't hold up to that much stress. The Dodgers have used thirty seven pitchers, and they're seventy eight and forty seven. They're thirty one games over five hundred. Those two things don't go together. Like I've said before, Dustin May only pitched twenty some odd innings all season right. long. Trevor Bauer is in legal limbo. We're still waiting to see what happens with mm-hmm. him. He ain't coming back anytime soon. Yeah, not, you not had this Julio year. Urias miss time. Clayton Kershaw yeah. has been down for the better part of a month, and really there is no timetable for his return other than it may be later on. Tony Gonsolin was one of the guys that was fighting like hell to make the team out of spring training, to make the rotation out of spring training. Well, he found himself in the middle of the rotation very early in the year. He's down all over again. They've lost an entire starting rotation, and they have the second-best record in Major League Baseball. Give the credit to Andrew Friedman. Give the credit to Dave Roberts for managing these guys, and give all the credit in the world to all these guys because some of these guys have pitched an inning or two, a game or two, a game or three. Every last one of these guys has stepped up. It's remarkable. Yeah, and and they've needed to, and they've got the experience now, and that's what gives me a lot of confidence going forward, You know that they'll be able to pitch some meaningful innings also, too, coming up in in a – you know, in this series that we got uh, that we got coming up. Yeah, the Dodgers and the Padres going in opposite directions right now. This is important, Kirk, in case you go down again. I want to make sure that we get uh, Sean and Camarillo on because he has advice for you. Sean, you're <laughs> on with Travis and Kirk. What's going on, Sean? Hey, what's up, guys? I uh, love you, Sean. First time caller. Cool. Just want to say, Kirk, uh, you should look into getting the generator for uh, to get you that internet and uh, power outage problem. You know, work, worked out. Got you. Okay. So yeah, the, uh, put it in your living room, fill it with gas every morning, and just <laughs> just be ready to pull that cord on the thing like a lawnmower. And it, I'm sure it would be great if, as you're doing the show, and you just hear <laughs> going on in the background. Yeah, uh, maybe may, may a little difficult with an area outage, but <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, next time, let us know when you're doing routine maintenance. By the way, you know they never let you know. It's like, oh, we've told you. Uh, um, no, you didn't. Okay. Look. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> I, I'm not a, a, a telephone slash internet slash, you know, provider. So what do I know? Nothing. What do I know? <laughs> but maybe we work on that stuff at 3 o'clock in the morning and not 10 o'clock not in the morning the when everybody's working from home. <laughs> just, just you know, look, the, the one they, they work on the freeways from like midnight till 5 a.m., right? Oh, That's when you can get, so you, you get everybody down to one lane, you work on the freeway while you can. They don't do it at 3.30 on a Friday afternoon <laughs> on the 4.05. 
Okay, uh, that's not when you do that. Well, I, I don't think you've been down the Wilshire corridor at all. I mean, they, <laughs> they will. They, trust me, they have used all odd times of the day on the Wilshire corridor. Right when you get off that four hundred five, I've said like this is the heart of rush hour, and you're putting everybody into one lane. Like, come on, man, stop it. Too funny. <sighs> okay. Too funny. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We're talking about Kobe Bryant day eight twenty four. Let's try Sahid again. Bad connection last time. Sahid, you're on with Travis and Kirk. What's up? Hello? Yes, yeah, Sahid, what's up, Sahid? Oh, yes. How's it going, sir? Good. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a couple thoughts about Kobe Bryant real quick. Please. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I grew up here, you know, so obviously L.A. is Kobe. Kobe is L.A. There's no L.A. without Kobe. But uh, my favorite, obviously, was eight because, uh, 81-point Kobe, dunk contest Kobe, Afro Kobe, Dane Brandy Kobe, uh, retro <laughs> face shoes, Kobe 2s that look like uh, something off the Space Jam. Or off the, the moon boots. The talk about the moon boots. Yeah, yeah, the ugly shoes, but you know if you wore them. You were making that shot, though. Thank you, Saeed. Pre- appreciate them. I got a pair of those shoes. Yeah, the, uh, the moon boots? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's that's one of the greatest comebacks ever, too, by the way, when Kobe went to Nike. That was yeah. the greatest. Because like, Kobe, if he would have been a Nike guy from the beginning, um, I think he probably, and may, maybe Funch can help me out with this one, too, I think he Kobe would have been in sort of the same walks of like a Michael Jordan had he started from the beginning with Nike. But because he started off with Adidas, Travis, Adidas shoes back in the day, just they weren't, they weren't they, they they weren't cool yet. They they didn't have the right design, didn't right have the right structure. They weren't cool yet. And then Jordan kind of had a stranglehold on shoes. And then when Kobe switched over to Nike, he started putting out some fire, like some real fire, to a point where I know I played in Kobe Bryant shoes in in football. I'll really? see the picture. Yeah, I played in some Kobe two K four Harachis. My best year, by the way. Four interceptions, by the way. Did you play with those on a, on a field? <laughs> yes. Wow. Because that's how fire they were when Kobe switched over to Nike. And I remember <laughs> in 2007, I remember I went to, like, the guys over at Nike, went to Beaverton, and I said, look, I want to wear the Nike Kobe Bryant 2K4 Hirachis. And they were like, uh, well, you know, uh, I said, look, man, I play make for the Raiders. I'm silver and black. Like, let's make it happen. There's the that's the only colorway that we could wear. And I know you guys made them, and I actually still have them to this day. Travis, let me find a picture of these 2K4 Hirachis that I wore in 2007, which was probably the most fire shoes I've ever worn. But if Kobe had been a Nike guy from the beginning. I think it would have been similar to where Michael Jordan is with shoes. I want to see that picture, but I'm still waiting on my autographed uh, football card from Kirk Morris. Oh, I saw it, by the way. And I do have Lord. it. I, still I want do that. have it. I got it. I saw <laughs> right, it. I, I need it from you when I see you on Thursday. That's, yes, uh, that's what's going to happen. All right. Coming up in 15 minutes, a little fact or cap. But coming up next, what exactly is this alliance that the Pac-12 is going to get itself into? What does it mean? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, Kirk, while you were um, yelling at the uh, power department in your neighborhood to get your internet turned back on, uh, during Bunch of Funch, we were having a conversation. Bezos, I guess, put an uh, ice cream machine in his house. Okay. And and Funch asked me what I would like, and I said, I want, like, an industrial ice maker. I have an ice fetish that I'm, I'm crazy about. Corey from Tarzana just tweeted at me, and it says, Trav, go ahead and do it. This is a life-changing investment. This thing is a beast. <laughs> and he sent me this, this place to order uh, this ice machine, which is exactly what I want. But it's six hundred dollars, Corey. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's there are a lot of things I could spend six hundred dollars on, and and I would like to continue to be married. And I don't think an ice <laughs> machine would be uh, near the top of the list of, of things that I could. Hey, honey, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, well, you know, I had a good day. Did a show with Kirk. You know, got a chance to catch up with him. Did a little <laughs> prep, getting ready for the Rams on the weekend. Uh, oh, and then, by the way, I ordered a six hundred dollar ice machine that only I care about. How do you think that might go, Kirk? <laughs> That 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 ain't happening. Trust me. That 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 ain't going. Trust me. You I, have to I, hide it f- from her when he <laughs> when he gets to the house, like yeah. the package and stuff. Yeah. Not my drugs or gambling problem, or I drink too much, or I run around. It's like, yeah, my husband. He's a real problem. Why? What did he do? Did he did he, did he step out? No, 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 nothing like that. Does he did, does he drink too much? No. Does he gamble away the kids' college fund? No, no, no. He's got an ice maker in the garage that he won't let anybody else use. <laughs> and by the way, that's how it would go. No one else could yeah. touch it. It would be mine and mine alone. Well, and then also remember, at least your ice cream machine would work. Rather Not than ice like cream, McDonald's. Kirk. Just ice. Just I ice. Want, <laughs> just little pellet ice. That's all I want. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that'd be something. I mean, that's that's a, that's a luxury item, though, right? Travis? Yeah, absolutely. Six hundred dollars. <laughs> that's that's no joke. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Kirk, you are part of ESPN's college football team. You, yep. uh, you're calling games. In fact, you're calling the game this weekend, UCLA and Hawaii at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So I'm hoping you can help me with something. Are you ready? Sure. I got you. I got okay. you the hell is the alliance the Pac-12 is getting itself into? I've read it 10 times. I have no idea what this is for, what they're trying to accomplish. I know that it's football exclusive. Why is the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten basically forming some little club to keep the Big 12? I I don't know what they're doing. Help me through this. Well, it's a lot, Travis. Um, A lot of it is this. When Oklahoma and Texas both decided to, uh, you know, pick up their, take their ball over to the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, that put the Big 12 conference sort of in flux. Where do we go? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And now you have, obviously, the premier conference in college football we know is the SEC. But where does that leave the ACC or the Big 10 or the Pac-12, right? Well, they're like, we can't let the SEC kind of dominate college football or just college sports in general. We need to form some sort of alliance that can keep – not only everything intact, but also not necessarily rival what's going on in the SEC, mm-hmm. but definitely try to put a um, try to put a stake into college football. The SEC is going to be a it's a monster right now, Travis. The, sure. the amount of television revenue that they get for football is ridiculous. There's a reason why ESPN and ABC decided to to take the SEC on Saturdays away. It's one of the most watched college football games every single weekend. Mm-hmm. The the 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 local kickoff of an SEC football game. And it goes to our point that we talked about a lot yesterday, Travis, is that this is this alliance that's going on. 
But I look at, is this good for like a USC, who is such a brand name of college football? Mm-hmm. Do you want to join a pact with two other conferences? Now, I feel like USC has done enough to where they can be an independent football program, maybe have you know the other sports uh, in terms of being in a conference, but USC right now currently should think about being independent because I don't know where this alliance is going. There should be announcing it in the next couple hours, which will give us some more clarity, Travis, mm-hmm. into what they're asking. I'm, I'm hearing people say, oh, it's going to be great for football. You'll get USC versus Ohio State in a regular season game. That, okay. that sounds good. Yeah. But does that help the bottom line? Because I'm still going to keep my eyes over at the SEC. Well, like, yeah, it's still th- going to be look, the best football th- in all of the uh, all of the country. The the one part of this that I kind of get, and it seems again very short sighted, that if these three conferences band together to prevent the college football expansion, then okay, and that seems to be at least near the top of the list that they don't want to open it up because they fear that it would include more and more SEC teams and fewer and fewer of the other ones. So right. may- maybe I get that, but this seems to me like such a half measure, Kirk, because. I get it. The SEC has, you know, they just added Texas. They have Oklahoma. They have Alabama. They have Georgia. They have some of the best teams in LSU. We know who they are. If you're going to make an alliance, what you do is say, look, we're going to create our own league, and our league is going to be USC, Washington, and Oregon from the Pac-12. It's going to be Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Penn State from the Big Ten, and it's going to be Clemson, Miami, and Florida State from the ACC. The rest of you guys can go over there and do your thing. This is a real (laughs) league because – we're all. That's where we're going to go anyway. Right. We're 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 going to get to the point where the the good teams have a league, and then there's everyone else, which is fine. Which is but fine. Yeah. I I don't understand why we have to do this half measure where hey no 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 the ACC and the Pac-12 they're going to scratch each other's back when it comes to scheduling so you get to see Boston College play Cal. <laughs> okay, great, <laughs> awesome. Can't can't wait to see that. Oh no no no, but that's not it. How often have you wanted to see the University of Illinois take on Washington State? We got that one for you, too. I mean, what, what the hell are we doing? I get it. Let's just have the bad games we're familiar with. I can kind of get into a Washington State versus Cal game at 730 on a Thursday night. That's fine. I can watch that. But it just I don't, I don't get the end game of this. I don't get what they think they're preventing from happening. It's going to happen. It will happen. And look, you got three new young, um, not young, but three new fresh athletic direct, I'm sorry, commissioners of these conferences, by the way. The ACC, Jim Phillips, uh, Big Ten's Kevin Warren, Pac 12, George Klykoff. So these are all brand new uh, commissioners, or within the last couple of years that they've been brought on to take care of the conferences. And they're watching the SEC raking all of these dollars. And people are going to have to get ready for you know the ESPN Plus, being able to watch your team uh, play. It's, it's almost a form of pay-per-view, but differently, mm-hmm. because now you can have the subscription. You pay $4.99 a month, and you get all the extra content on ESPN Plus, but you get to watch your favorite team on those Saturdays when they're not on national TV. You know what I'd right? like to when see, they're not. too, Kirk? What's that? It, I'd like to see USC flex its muscles a little bit. Because Try to. They, 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 but see, here's my great fear when it comes to USC football that they've kind of abdicated their position as one of the programs that matter. By keeping Clay Helton here for as long as they have as an, in, an, in a non-competitive function, it lets you know what they think about it. Because USC isn't within 100 miles of a program like Alabama. And they should right. be. They mm-hmm. absolutely should be. USC should take a backseat to nobody. Not a single program in the country, and they don't. 
what USC should be doing is saying, hey, listen, this whole thing is changing fast. Right, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in the SEC before you can blink. They've got this team moving. There's, we have the second largest television market in the country in Los Angeles, and quite honestly, they have the largest television market in college football because New York City doesn't really have a college football pr- uh, footprint that matters really. That's not a college football town the way it's a pro sports town. So we, we have the largest TV market in the country. What are you going to do for us? What are yeah. you going to do for us? Mm-hmm. You know what? What? What can you what, let make me an offer? Because I am the biggest, baddest guy on the block, and they don't do that. I no. get it. It's bad news if you're Oregon State and Cal. That's that's it's really bad news. But Texas did it. Oklahoma did it. Oh, Nebraska did it. All of these other programs that are pretty big programs, or at least were big programs at one point, decided. You know what? I'm not just going to stick around because that's the way it used to be. I'm going to flex my muscles a little bit. Why won't USC do it? They they need to. Because they've proven, and it's not even just the football, right? I think when you look at all USC sports, they tend to be one of the better, you know, comp teams, uh, whichever respective sport that they play in. They are that good, or at least uh, the upper standard, I mean, the, the higher standard for a lot of the sports. Baseball, you throw in, um, you know, the non-lettering sports, whatever it may be. Olympic sports. The Olympic sports, yeah. They, they need to do that, though, Travis. Like, they, they need to do that, get more of that. Because I can tell you, like, really west of the Mississippi, we're now west of Texas. Yeah. It's hard to get people's attention on the East Coast because this is now such a driven from these East Coast down south teams, man. I I watch it every single week and I I look at it and, you know, I'm watching the college football playoff rankings and the standings. And it's just don't get the same amount of eyeballs. And USC used to be that. USC had it. And all of a sudden they've been down in these years where, they, they haven't made the college football playoff yet. Think about no, it. They no. haven't been to a national championship game since the early 2000s. No. And they, it's well, just look. not the same USC. And people forget just how good USC and how dominant they were. But in this new world of of, of social media, this new world, because all that happened before social media too, Travis. Yeah. They don't have that same it, – it's kind of like the Kyler Murray story, right? When everybody was like, man – you know, you grew up in Texas. Why weren't you a Cowboy fan? He says, because when I grew up they in Texas, the Cowboys stunk. <laughs> like, they were a bad team. Hey, they, never made, they never made Super Bowls since I've been born. And it's like, you're right. He's, he's a younger generation that don't understand how good a franchise or a university or a program once was. They just know, hey, since I've been born, they've been mediocre. Yeah, look, we're closing in on 20 years from the Pete Carroll heyday. Yes. Right? We're, they, it's been Very a long true. time since they've Correct. had that. So they, they're going to have to either just, you know, we're, we're good being Cal and, and Stanford, and that's the way it is, or get back to doing what you do. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, are the Rams in trouble at running back all over again? And how long is that championship window really going to be open? Matt Stafford said something pretty interesting. You'll hear that coming up in about 15. But up next, another edition of Factor Cap. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
People are really trying to get me in trouble with the ice maker, Kirk. Everybody's trying to make sure that, uh, that that I get what I want. And I appreciate the suggestions. And like I've said, I've done the research, but uh, mm-hmm. I've also know how much. Just my make sure you get it run. delivered to the station. <laughs> <laughs> you pick it up I during a Rams an, game. If I had an office at the station, I would definitely have that ice machine in there. What she doesn't know isn't going to hurt her. But uh, the, the rest of it, I don't, I don't think I could pull it off at home. Right now, a little time for fact or cap. Go fact. First of all, it's not a cap. It's no, just it is a cap. cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. Welcome back, guys. Love it. Uh, <laughs> so today is National Pancake. Oh, so National Waffle Day. Yeah. So I'm sure. I hope you guys all participated this morning uh, before our meeting. But my uh, first statement is: Pancakes are superior to waffles. Travis, Factor Cap. That's cap because waffles have the little indentations which collect all of the wonderful things. So when that butter melts on that waffle, when the syrup gets poured on the waffle, maybe you're some sort of sweet tooth guy looking at you, Funches. Maybe you want to put a little chocolate chips on there, and they melt into those little cups in the waffle. Maybe you're a fruit guy. You like to put a little blueberries on your waffles, and all of a sudden the blueberries are held in those Mm -hmm. each individual cups. These are all the reasons that the waffle is far superior to the pancake, so that would be cap. Uh, it is cap, and to Travis's point, yeah, I call them little butter pockets because they catch a little. Butter. <laughs> They're little butter. Now pockets. that's what I call yeah. them too. Now, by the way, <laughs> little butter pockets. That's yeah, brilliant. little butter pockets. Um, and then you don't. Then if you put some syrup in there too, now you've got a butter syrup pocket, and then you just cut it right through the middle. Trust mm. me. Are you like? If, all right, I, I'll put it this way: Are you an IHOP fan or a Waffle House fan? I know we don't have a lot of Waffle Houses out here on the West Coast, but I'll tell you this. Whenever I see a Waffle House and I am actually hungry, I'm going to stop there at the Waffle House. I'm <laughs> going to get an All-American. I mean, an All-Star Slam. I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get my I'm getting my eggs, my bacon, but more importantly, I'm going to get my waffle. The other the, the reason the other one's the right answer is the potatoes are better at IHOP. But I, I like where your head's at <laughs> okay. on that. I, 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 I do like where your head is at on, on all of those. What's next, Emily? All right, up next, if the Padres sweep this series against the Dodgers, they will win the wild card game. Kirk, is this fact or cap? Oh, no, this is big cap. This is big cap. Um, I, I don't even think that they'll sweep the series, but I, I just feel like in a one-game scenario, I'm going to take the experience. I'm going to take the team who's actually the defending champions I'm going to take Max Scherzer combined with every pitcher on the Dodgers versus that bullpen or that starter, Snail, whoever it may be, for the Padres. In a one-game scenario, yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers. Yeah, that that's cap. It, it's I, I do think – look, I'm going to split this a little bit. If the Padres sweep the Dodgers starting tonight, I, which I don't think they will, but if they do, to, to use your question, I do think that they win the wild card entry point i don't think that they win the wild card game but if they can sweep the dodgers i think that will kind of push them off to a spot because keep in mind they got six more at the dodgers after this series oh yeah and they have the dodgers number if that happens i'm, I'm skeptical of the the premise of the question but no the the dodgers if they wind up in that wild card game like kirk said they're going to get some sort of combination or either or <laughs> of max scherzer or walker bueller and they're no that that's not going to happen it scares me because anything can happen in a one game but I don't care who you're playing in a one-game scenario. Nobody's going to beat the Dodgers, I hope. All right, this next one. Kirk actually enjoyed the Paw Patrol movie. Travis, is this fact or cap? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with fact because if Kirk were anything like me, 
He would have opened the show on Monday with, yeah, yeah, Travis, stop talking. I have something I need to get into. Do you understand how much time I waste this weekend in the Paw Patrol movie? Do you understand how good of a father I am that I did something that was just absolutely dreadful and sad? And oh, because man. he didn't do that leads me to believe that Kirk Morrison is a, a, a Paw Patrol fan. So I'm going to say that, that is, uh, that's fact. Yes, it is fact. Uh, the Paw Patrol movie, which was why one of the uh, highest grossing movies of the weekend, by the way, um, it, it went well. And I, I love taking my kids to the movies because it's always fun. They get their little, so they got these little, these little kids meals. So he gets the popcorn and then they get a uh, little Slurpee that goes with it and they get these little fruit snacks. I mean, they're excited. But shout out to my guys over at the AMC Century City. Okay. Because I got the big, large tub of popcorn and I'm like, is this a ref- is this refillable? He was like, sure, it's refillable. I'm like, cool. And he says, you want your refill now? I'm like, you just gave me my. Huh. So he got an extra box, filled it up with popcorn. I walked into the theater with two tubs of popcorn. Now I look like a glutton, but it was just so fantastic because he saved me a trip of having to go refill it during the movie. And I look like the Santa Claus of popcorn. Like just here's popcorn. Here you go. You you left out the best part about taking little kids to the movie like you have when your kids are young the way that yours are. It's two hours of you don't have to do anything. You just oh, to make sure God, yes. that no one comes and walks away with them. Other than that, you get to sit there in the dark. You can stare at your phone. Yes. It's two hours where you do not have to do anything. You don't it's have boring. to clean up after them either. Nothing. Someone else cleans up Nothing. after them. It's yeah. great. It's great. That, yeah, I should have left a tip for that one, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant popcorns and little kids. Yeah. You should have. I can Absolutely. imagine just like a seven-year-old just, whoops, dumping it all over oh, everything. Oh, it did fall. Don't worry. It did. But go ahead. Absolutely. All right. So, Kirk, you've seen that video of Travis throwing at the first pitch, right? I did, yeah. All right, so here's my statement. Travis looked like a principal having to throw out the first pitch at a uh, baseball game because his students read so much over summer break and that this was their goal, but he isn't happy about it. <laughs> Kirk, is this factor cap? Oh, uh, principal? Um, yeah, I, I would say this is, uh, this is fact, only because the part that's funny about the video even more because it's like every time you watch it, you see something that you didn't see the first time. For and instance. The, the first time is like Travis is trying to be humble, but they say his name and he gives like that little wave to the crowd like, yep, 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 that's me. I was He's basically like, the Rose Queen like a, for five seconds. It's like a half wave, but yet I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to be humble, but yes, they did. Hey, it's Travis Rogers of 8.30 a.m. And he's just like, yep, yep, uh-huh, yeah. He's trying to be humble, but I can see it in your eye. You're just like, you know how huge this is. Okay. So, yes. I, I don't like this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't like that Emily has now added principal to cop and coach of the things that I look at. I'm principal starting to get Rogers. this vibe that everybody thinks that I'm some sort of, you know, quasi wannabe authority figure. I have no interest in being in charge of anything. Okay, I just want to do my show and I keep think it moving. I think it's all of your get off my lawn takes. Like <laughs> you have this authority. <laughs> Maybe it could be that. But here's the part I really don't like, Kirk. I don't okay. like what you just said about me because that <laughs> that's as close to the bullseye as anyone has ever gotten to my deal. That I I, I, I think I'm a kind of humble guy, but at the same time, I want you to know that I'm also pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend to be humble because that's kind of the right thing to do. But at the same time, I am giving you that. Yeah, I'm out here and you're not. Wait, it's like that's when you bring exactly. up 
<laughs> it's like when you bring up, oh yeah, I was just at the, uh, oh yeah, the Mike Tyson fight. I right. was at Denny's. Being like, wait, you were at yeah. the fight? Like, yes, come on. <laughs> I was. I like. See, you're starting to get it. But the Kirk, I've seen Kirk that, put I've his seen finger that, on I, that. Uh, I've just, seen that wave before because I've done it as well. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like you want to wave more. You want to get more into it, but you got to act like I'm, 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 I'm humble about this. I, I'm like, humble, I but I also I'm out here and you're not. So how do you like me now? There, there, there's that whole element to it as well. One more, Emily. All right, the WWE <laughs> event this weekend. SummerSlam is actually a great sporting event. Travis, is this factor cap? Cap. Because of one word that you put in there, a great sporting event. It's a great spectacle. It's a great entertainment event. It's If you like wrestling, I mean, two things. One, that's fine. And B, I think less of you. You know, it's just the way that I, it's just not my cup of tea. It is a great event. If you want to go to, I don't know, is it Raw or SummerSlam or whatever it's yeah. called? Good. Go. Go have a good time. And I, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm not going to judge or anything else. I just I have no interest in wrestling. So it can't it's not a sporting event if the outcome has been predetermined. I, I, I love wrestling. I watch SummerSlam over the weekend. Well, Do you I hate me now? Hate, yeah, no, you know, dude. I used to like at, on a, on a scale of one to ten, Funch. I had you at like a nine point three, <laughs> and now I'm going to downgrade you like a seven point eight. You're still on. The, you're still above the line, but you went down for sure. Everybody always I'm says above that, the oh, Mendoza like, line. They always say what I, I loved. I, I love wrestling. Yeah, I did when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, Emily, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna say that this is actually a fact. By the way, Travis, it is one of the biggest sporting events every single summer, and I know it's it's wrestling, and I know it's scripted, but I always love the pictures. And this yeah. is how I truly, and this is like also too, um, a, a verification event, right? In in terms of now I know who hasn't grown up yet. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> like every summer, I, I, if I ever need you know verification of who is still into it, just go down your Twitter feed. I'm like, this dude is still living in the '80s, man. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, Triple H is here, and I'm like. Really? Like, dude, you're 43 years old. Like, what? yeah, I, 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 I get that people like it. I just don't yeah. get why. And it sure as hell is not a, a great sporting event. Great spectacle for sure. Travis and Slee brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. How open is that Rams championship window? That is next. Plus, it's the dump. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Kirk, a couple of quick uh, tweets here before we get to our Rams conversation. This one comes from GFish21. It says, the Rams need to make a trade for sure. What do they need to give up for a season supply of mustard? <laughs> GFish is still upset that his pretzel, when he went to the uh, preseason game against the Chargers, that the stadium was out of mustard. That sent him for a loop. I, I don't know, GFish. Maybe they can give up their backup punter or something. Starfish and Coffee says, chicken and waffles is greater than chicken and pancakes. So there's another good mm. uh, vote for, for waffles. You've never ordered chicken and pancakes, so that's good news. And then John says, Dude, I'm mesmerized by your breakdown of the waffle. Where do you stand on French toast? French toast is way too sweet. Yeah. It's, it's just covered in whipped cream and powdered sugar and right. syrup. And every, every time I've ever seen it, it's just like a bite is fine, but it feels like you're eating a dessert, and I don't, I don't want that in the morning. Yeah, I agree with you. And then also, too, it does also, you, you, know, the, you know, the forgotten part of the French toast is, is how long you cook the toast. Yeah. Because sometimes you can have a soft egg or a hard egg on it. You know what I mean? Yep. To yep. where now, like, this is actually 
like a more crispier toast. Because I've had those crispier <laughs> French toasts, and you have those ones that have like it, it was cooked soggy. delicately, that it's still yeah. soggy in the yeah, middle, like and now you're eating like a half fried egg. <laughs> I mean, a half egg scrambled mm. and half bread. It's not all the way done yet. <laughs> no, it's no good. You know That's what I'm talking about? I think we've all had those before. Yeah, it's good. Waffles your best bet. The, wa- yeah, the waffle yeah. is. And is I just the like I just read right. something here on Twitter too. That's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, where they got this from, but I think it uh, it suits us, right? A waffle is like a pancake with a syrup trap. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but a waffle also has a little bit of texture and crunch. It a, does. a waffle has a little bit of, of, of crunchiness. If it's done really well, it's got a little – a pancake is just mush. Especially yeah. if it's got the butter and the it's just a, it's just a little too soft. It's a texture thing for me. It depends though, because I can cut some pancakes up to where I put the 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 syrup in the middle and just let it just drop through the layers. <laughs> You're operating <laughs> on another layer. I like it. I like it. Your pancake knowledge is deep. I'm deep. super impressed. <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Kirk, listen to uh, Matt Stafford here talking about you know learning the offense and continuing to perform at a high level moving forward. But I want you to live to kind of listen to kind of the timeline that he puts on this take a listen yeah i mean i i hope i'm getting better in this offense for five seven ten years you know i hope that uh you know my first game on september 12th isn't my best game as a ram you know i'd love to have a great one but uh you know i hope i get better and better uh in this offense with all these guys with this team um as it goes but i, I get what he's saying he wants to get better week to week season to season I, every athlete right. does that's the goal what struck me as interesting is when he said, you know, I hope I'm here five years, seven years, ten years from now. I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to be the quarterback in 2031. Who knows? Right. Maybe. Probably not. But how oh, we, we talk about this window for the Rams in terms of, hey, they got to win right now. they got to win right now because of the move they made for Matt Stafford to get rid of Jared Goff, to give away the draft pits, et cetera, et cetera. Is it literally a year or two? Because when you look around, Andrew Whitworth is still here, and I think that that's probably a surprise on some level, that he's still the left tackle and still playing at a high level. He's not a young guy. He has been right. around a long time. Still a very good player, Correct. but you got to figure that it's coming, and it's coming pretty soon. Aaron Donald just turned 30. Jalen Ramsey will not always be the best cornerback in the league. He is right now, but will he be that two years from now, three, four, five years from now? I don't know. These things change pretty quickly. It feels like that window that Stafford's talking about, five years, seven years, ten years, I get it, but it feels a lot more narrow than that. This feels like a one- or a two-year window with this group of guys. Yeah, I, I think his window, uh, of, of, you talk about of the amount of success. That I'm this talking team about could... a window to go win the Super yeah. Bowl, to go be in contention to win the Super Bowl. If not win it, because you've got to get a little lucky to win it, but Correct. go deep into the playoffs every year. Make a Super Bowl appearance or two, like that, that kind of window. Yeah, I look at three years, and I think three years is a good enough time that gives them a window that they got to bring home a Super Bowl, like honestly. Um, I I look at, obviously, the contracts you mentioned of those high-priced players, but remember, as the years go by, this team must morph into an offensive team even more. Right now Mm -hmm. you have the Aaron Donald, the Jalen Ramsey, but at some point it'll be just those two and a bunch of just young players. Right. And Matthew Stafford's going to end up making a lot of money. And I think for the further point is that he's 33 now. Just say he plays seven more years, that puts him at 40. Is Sean McVay here along with him? Like, how much better can he get in this? What if he's good this year mm-hmm. and he continues to get better and better and better? It'll be interesting to see how this team warps into something different. Because right now, the way that they're winning, they're winning on defense and the offense is doing what they need to do. 
But what if this actually turns into a team that honestly really is led by their offense and not their defense like they were a year ago? And what if the defense continues to come along like they can be a perennial contender for the next, what, five to seven seasons? Because Matthew Stafford, it's hard. Like Andrew Whitworth came over here to L.A. and he's <laughs> and it's basically said, look, I'm not retiring. This is this yeah. is life here. I'm in it's California. I'm playing for a great head coach. You're going to have to throw me out of the league. And he's still playing at a high level. You, you wonder if they can put together some sort of like Eagles run under Andy Reid where they're, mm. if not in the NFC Championship game every year the way that the Eagles were, I think, four years in a row, but competing for it. Those are the sorts of runs that you're looking for. If you could look, the Patriots thing, that's just that, that's, that's not yeah. happening again. Mm-hmm. But you could do an Eagles thing. You could do where you're in the mix, kind of a Steelers thing, where you're in the mix just about every single year. So we'll talk more about the Rams. We're getting ready for that game. Coming up on Saturday, Kirk, we got you covered on that. But right now it is time for the dump. It is Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN. The Max Kellerman Show is coming up in minutes. It is the final segment of Travis Slee. And you know what we do for the final segment? It's got an unfortunate name, but a great purpose. It's all the stuff we didn't get to. We call it The Dump. All right, I want to start with this one that he got cut from the 49ers earlier. But Josh Rosen is now going to be working for the Atlanta Falcons. This uh, Is this ever going to happen for this guy? He's the 10th pick in the draft seemingly five minutes ago, and this is his, what, fourth team along the way. Why can Josh Rosen not find a home? Well, I think he, he'll never be a starter in the league. He is now basically a backup. I think that that time of him as a starter has gone. Um, it went by. But him as a backup, I could see that. Look, he, he's filling in for A.J. McCarron, who tore his ACL. He's out for the year. So there is a need in Atlanta for a backup quarterback. And remember, he's still on a rookie contract with no guaranteed money left. So it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to pay a guy like Josh Rosen right now um, because he doesn't really cost much, and he's still a young player, won't mess up your salary cap. So there's always going to be a need until he's out of that five years of being paid as a rookie. Kirk, were they right? Were, were the people that were critis- critical of him coming out of UCLA? And the, the criticism of Josh Rosen was always the same thing. Yeah, right. he's really good. I can't use the word on the radio that you heard over and over again, but he's uh, – let me, let me give you a radio friend. He's difficult. He yeah. thinks he's smarter than everybody else. He's a know-it-all. He doesn't want to learn. Yeah. He thinks he's got it all figured out. Was everybody right? Is that why it's not working for this guy? Yeah, I think so. I, I think they all got it wrong. Uh, with him and look the Arizona Cardinals were the team that went drafted him and they were already a mess they hired a head coach in Steve Wilkes who was in over his skis by a lot who, uh, who was fired after the first year and it was a, it was no structure there for him so it was just bad all around because f- the situation he went in that just didn't do him any favors now you're getting traded and moved on and no one's ever thinking that Josh Rosen's going to come in and take someone's job after that all right, so J.R. Smith, former NBA player J.R. Smith, has been given a green light by the NCAA to go and join the golf team at North Carolina A&T, a HBCU University, where he's going to play on the golf team. I absolutely love it. Why not? I n- never played college basketball. He's a straight from right. high school to the NBA guy. I love that he's going to go play a little college golf. Fantastic move by J.R. Smith. Well, we, we forget that J.R. Smith is still a young man. I believe what he's like 34, 35 like years yeah, old. Yeah, mid-30s. Yeah, mid-30s. And look, he never – you mentioned he never went to college. So for me to look at him, yeah, he's 35 years old. Um, he would be 36 coming up September 9th. And look, when you retire, and I can say speak from experience from this one, Travis, when you retire, you miss that grind, that challenge, that every day of competing – 
And then you find it in different ways. Some guys do it in business. Some guys do it in fitness, whatever it may be. One of the best ways of doing it is going and competing against a golf course. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one of the toughest competitions because you can do it by yourself. And I think that he has picked up golf, I think, about 10 years ago. He's pretty good. He's really good at it. So Yeah, he's, he's like a five index. He's, he's, he's a pretty good player along the way. If all of a sudden magic wand, your San Diego State eligibility never happened, you, are, <laughs> you can go back to college, you can play any sport you want other than football, yeah. what are you doing? Uh yeah, I'm going to San Diego State to play some golf, man. Exactly. Need to be on the Shuffle. golf team. Yeah, he won just won the gold medal over there in Tokyo. He's a San Diego State alum, so yeah. So I definitely will be playing golf because I know I'll be able to kick your butt as I got older. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Believe it or not, it was this day, August twenty twenty fourth, way back in nineteen eighty nine, that wow. Pete Rose was banned for life. From Major League Baseball. It seems like a, a lot longer than that and a lot sooner than that simultaneously, but this was the day where Pete Rose was sayonara, and he's really never been let back in. Man, uh, I've met Pete before, funny guy, know a lot of stories, but people still forget that he's the all-time hits leader in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. We are so caught up into what he did with 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 the gambling. Which can can, so I, can I stop time? you right there, real quick? Sure. I, I, Go ahead. Is he? I mean, he is. I don't want to say is he. He has more hits in Major League Baseball than anyone else. Correct. Ichiro has the most hits in professional baseball. Got over three thousand in the major leagues. Had a yeah. whole bunch over in Japan. And I I, I kind of want to have Ichiro as the hit leader, even though it's not all major league hits. But Ichiro didn't have a cool nickname like Charlie Hustle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> I like true. that one, man. Charlie Hustle was, was great for Pete Rose because he played the way that every little leaguer was supposed to play, right? You're coming home with that dirty uniform, man. That that was Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose. Unfortunate that we still got to talk about him being banned from baseball. Yeah. Unfortunately, we still have to talk about his haircut all these years later because that was uh, that was not a good look. Was not, is not, and will never be a good look. Don't forget, Kirk is off tomorrow. He's going to be back on Thursday and Friday. DeMarco Farr is in tomorrow filling in for Slee. We get started at 8.55. We'll see you right here on 710 ESPN.